from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks, and welcome back to The Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews. Uh, Been a little while since we did the old J-O-B We've been a little distracted with the H-O-double-S. But as it is WrestleMania weekend, um, I figured why not uh, take a little break from the Hoss fight and uh, actually talk about some of the graps as they are happening. Um, As you could probably hear in my voice, um, I inevitably caught the, uh, the cold that you get when you've been masked for two years, and then the world suddenly stops masking. Uh, took a little bit for the cold to come my way, but it's here now. Um, started feeling a little sniffly Thursday evening. Um, you know, not terrible, but uh, but you know, scratchy throat, sore throat. Feel like you got cotton balls in your head. Um, And yet I persevered and uh, put on the NXT 2.0 stand and deliver. Probably should have gotten more water. I don't know if I'm going to have enough water to get through this. I put the the NXT on. Now, I have not watched NXT in months. Months and months and months. So it is interesting to me uh, to, to watch a show a big culminating show when you're not familiar with the day-to-day. I knew all the participants. Nope, that's actually not true. I did not know all the participants, um, at least by name. But I was familiar enough with the goings-on that like, I didn't need things explained to me. But when you don't have that emotional investment, you know, I'm going to watch WrestleMania uh, in a couple hours until I, until I fall asleep because I'm sure I will go to bed early. Uh, but when I watch it, whether it is Saturday night or Sunday morning, um, I will be, uh, you know, I'll, I'll understand the people more. I'll know the stories. Like, I'm familiar with Seth Rollins. I have years of familiarity with Seth Rollins. I have years of familiarity with Roman Reigns. I have decades at this point of familiarity with the Brock and the Lesnar. Uh, these people, not so much. So when I watched the pre-show match, which I don't often do, but I happened to have it on, and turns out the women's tag titles were defended on the pre-show, um, so at like 12.30 in the afternoon, even earlier, when it's in Dallas, it may have been like 10.30 in the morning out there, uh, you know, I knew Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, and I thought it interesting that they had reformed their friendship after feuding for so long, Um I don't know Gigi Dolan or J.C. Jane. I know one of them is Priscilla Kelly. Uh, But I'm not familiar with Toxic Attraction. I appreciate the uh, the matching outfits. Uh, But they're not good. I didn't find either of them particularly... um, I won't say they're not talented. Anybody who's wrestling in a WWE ring has to be talented. Uh... I didn't find them wrestling with the fluidity I expect from a WWE product. Uh, this felt more like a 
true minor league product, or perhaps, and you can read into this what you will, uh, an AEW product. That felt more like an AEW match. Um, I went into it being like, all right, Raquel and Dakota got to get called up, right? The women's rosters are slim at best. You know, why aren't they getting called up to Mondays and Fridays? Uh, And then I watched Raquel wrestle a bit, and I went, oh, so maybe Dakota should get called up. Because Raquel, you know, she's good-ish, but she's not very good-ish. But yeah, the match was okay at best. I was surprised that we have new champions. Um, So perhaps neither of them are going to get called up unless we're going to keep unifying titles, which I am all for. I don't feel like you need two women's tag belts uh, with rosters this small. You could have a universal tag title and they could go back and forth like Tegan and Shotzi. Didn't they do that at one point? Uh, I was a little excited because, you know, if you go back to my WrestleMania booking from months ago, I had booked Dakota and Raquel being a tag team on the WrestleMania card vying for the main roster tag belt and then Dakota swerving and being in a team with Bailey. Clearly that didn't happen. Uh, but yeah, the match was fine. Uh, the moment of it was the, uh, assisted spider suplex. Uh, if you don't know, the spider suplex is the German suplex off the top rope where you lace your legs through so you don't fall. Uh, that's always been a great move on a WWE video game. Uh, so it was cool that Raquel lifted one of the toxic attraction up and then lifted Dakota up to do the spider suplex. And, you know, the ending... I had really hoped that Wendy Chu had a brick in her pillow. You know, I hoped that the pillow had been padded, which is what knocked out one partner. It was a cute moment. I don't know what in the world we're doing with Wendy Chu. Uh, I don't know a lot of the storylines that were going on in this. Um, But yeah, it was fine for what it was. Deserved to be on the pre-show. I questioned it at first, and now I get it. Uh, And then we get the entrances for the ladder match, except the show hasn't started yet. So Santos Escobar, one of the more talented members of the NXT roster, according to me, um, doesn't get an entrance on the main, you know, the the pay-per-view itself, or the premier live event, forgive me, the premier live event uh, begins and he's not there. Like he's already in the ring, so he is there. Uh, That to me was weird. And I wonder if he's going to fall into the same trap as so many of the indie darlings did in that uh, they're just going to release him. They're going to wait and release him because I believe he's major league ready, Um, especially if he has a mouthpiece. Uh, You could call up Legato if you want to. Tag depth is never a bad thing. You could pair him with Los Lotharios. You put him with Angel and Humberto. That would make a lot of sense. Uh, again, something that I did in my WrestleMania booking. Um, I don't know why he's still there. And, you know, I'm going to potentially look ahead. Uh, but given the results of the show, I still don't know why he's still there. It doesn't appear like he's going to be challenging for a title. Um I don't know who the guy, I don't know the name of the guy who's with Grayson Waller, but I like the look, and I was impressed with his performance. Uh, is it Shanky? Is it Sarav? I believe both of those 
are names of wrestlers affiliated with the company. I just don't know which is which. Um, yeah, you know, the, the lack of entrances was weird. I don't know on Peacock, were they given a specific amount of time? Look, you have from one to, you know, and you got to be out by 3.30 so we can start something else. I would think they'd be like, look, have as long a show as you want. And they could have fit all the entrances in on the main card. But again, I don't know. Um, I've never known what to make of Cameron Grimes. He's talented for sure. But I always look at this, especially now that it's NXT 2.0. When, when it's now obviously a developmental company, I have to look at this in the sense of what does this lead to? Go back to Wendy Chu. Okay, she was the the face painted Sue Young. No, Sue Young's a different wrestler. She was the face painted Zia Lee person, um, and now she is the sleepy character. That sleepy character, unless you're just gonna make her a joke, I don't know what that does on the main roster. So, what is the point of Wendy Chu? What is Cameron Grimes gonna do on the main roster? The, the to the moon, like, what's his story? What's the character? Uh, you know, if AJ Styles was going to have a protege, not a bodyguard, but a protege, and you're not going to go with, like, an Austin Theory or something like that, Cameron Grimes is actually a pretty good choice, both from, I actually think AJ's from Georgia, the other one, Cameron's from North Carolina, but it doesn't matter. Like, there would be a connection there. You could you could pull that off. Um I went in hoping that Trick Williams was going to win, and it paid off with the moment where he's scared of heights and climbing the ladder. He's great. He was, you know, that that ladder match featured like 14 different people. Um, Legato's Legato. It's fine. Electra Lopez had a nice moment. Uh, I'm going to call him Sarav, and I should look it up. I have a Chromebook sitting in front of me because I didn't go on social media. I looked very briefly in the Inner Circle chat I went in. I was just... You know, I'm feeling a little rundown, so I just wanted to watch. So I was just sort of chilling and watching. Sangha. His name is Sangha, but it was Saraf. Okay. Um, where is Odyssey Jones? Knee surgery. Oh, that's a shame. Um, you know, all of those people had great moments, but it made the ladder match feel like there were 18 people in it. Uh, but Trick Williams was great. I definitely agree with what Jeremy has said. Uh you know, whether it's DDP in AWA circa 88 or not Kevin Nash, but like imagine if Kevin Nash had the charisma of Kevin Nash, but when he was early bodyguard days of Diesel. Like he went with the strong silent guy and the charisma came out. But imagine if he just had it to start. Uh, he's got a big future, I think, Trick Williams. Uh Cameron, uh, not Cameron Grimes, Carmelo Hayes is very good. I have no problem with Carmelo Hayes. I think he's talented. I don't think he's a great talker, but you put him with a guy like Trick Williams, he doesn't need to be a great talker. Um, the talent is certainly there. Again, somebody his size, you kind of wonder what he's going to do on the main roster with no cruiserweight division, but that's a question for another day, I suppose. Uh, Santos Escobar, King Cuerno, still has the best suicide dive I have ever seen. He is a torpedo going through there. Um, who else was in the match? Grayson Waller, fine. Uh, I don't think this was his best showing. 
The spot with the ladder didn't make a lick of sense. I hope he's okay. He may have actually hurt himself. Um, that was dumb, and it shouldn't have happened. You either land on someone or you don't. Uh, Solo Sokoa is like an Uso, and I know he is an Uso, but you, if, if an Uso and Umaga had merged, which is not a bad thing, uh, you know, he's got a pretty good future. And if they keep the Bloodline story going and you wonder how long they can, like he would be an interesting person to add as a wrinkle and a bit of muscle. You know, the Usos are banned from ringside. Well, we meant the tag team, not this new one. Um, where do they get the ladders? Do they bring them with them? Is there a truck? Is there a WWE production truck that just carries ladders? Because obviously, you know, some of them are tricked out. Uh, Sangha, you know, breaking the ladder, impressive, but I think that ladder was meant to be broken. Do they go to every Home Depot in the metropolitan Dallas-Fort Worth area and just buy all the ladders? Like, how does that work? Is there a company that just makes uh, rickety ladders for WWE? That's Those are the kinds of things I want documentaries on. Like, besides craft services, which obviously I want something on craft services, where do they get the ladders? How many companies out there are actually still making plain old non-padded steel chairs? Um, yeah. Uh, there was a moment where, I can't remember if it was in Grimes' entrance or at some point they talked about how he was fighting for the legacy of his father. And when you say something like that, there's a very good chance you win the match. And I have no problem with Cameron Grimes actually winning. Uh, I think that's good for him. He, you know, whether or not he's major league ready, I don't think there's a spot for him. Uh, but yeah, that's very good. Good for him. Good moment. Um, maybe Carmelo Hayes could move up. Although again... <clears throat> These are the things I think as the matches are going on and then you find the results and you realize it's not going to happen. Carmelo versus Ziggler, well, would it be a great match? Storyline doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> I know Doc is very good at turning his microphone off. I don't know if he has a mute button or if he just has the dials. Maybe I need a new mixer or something. He's very good about turning his volume down when he needs to cough or blow his nose or do something. I'm not that professional. So you just hear it on on the air, um, but yeah, the ladder match was fine. It was good. no, it wasn't fine. It was good, wasn't great, but it was good. Uh, I went into Tommaso Ciampa and Tony D'Angelo. The only thing I wanted was Johnny Gargano to show up. He's not all elite. Samoa Joe is, which is cool, but he's not all elite um, yet. And I was like, maybe he shows up. Maybe he shows up. I didn't know who the other guy was with Tony D'Angelo, the invisible cameraman in the back of the car. I get all my NXT 2.0 knowledge from uh, the Piece of Business podcast. Uh, the only reason I'm doing this podcast right now is because Glenn and Jeremy are waiting a little bit to do theirs. Otherwise, I'd let them fully debrief NXT, but they're going to have lots to debrief. So I figured I'd sneak in and steal that spot to just talk about this show. Um. You know, it's cool that Tommaso gets to call a shot. You don't always get to do that. Triple H didn't get to do that. You, 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 it's nice to be able to 
just say, I'm leaving at this point. And he still looks, I'm sure he's got injuries galore, and I know he had neck issues and all of that type stuff, but he looks to be as good of a shape as you can be in as a professional wrestler in your, how old is he, Tommaso Ciampa age? Uh, 36. Looks to be in great shape for someone that's 36. Um, So, you know, regardless of the match and the great moment at the end, I hope he is able to enjoy not being an active wrestler and, and, you know, be healthy and happy and all of that. Uh, Nice shout-out for Hunter and Shawn Michaels in his intro. I would hope for the mask, but I understand that's not really his thing anymore. Um, You know, let's talk about... No, let's save that. I'd hope for the mask, that's all. Uh, Tony D'Angelo is not a bad wrestler. The gimmick, again, I think is dumb. And I think these gimmicks, a lot of them are dumb. Uh, I don't want to spend any more time talking about Indy Hartwell, Persia Parada, Duke Hudson, and Dexter Loomis. Suffice to say, uh, that whole thing was dumb. And if that's what they're trying, if that's the quality of content that you're offering, I don't want to watch your product. If that's the type of stuff I have to deal with, um, I don't care to watch. And, you know, I, we'll talk about this perhaps at the end. I don't know that watching Stand and Deliver made me want to start watching every Tuesday, which is not good. Um, but yeah, the, the, the mafioso character, I don't quite understand. I don't, you know, that's a nineties gimmick. Why are we doing it in the 2020s? Uh, he's a good wrestler. His spinning fisherman suplex is excellent. Um, I do get irritated when I see a wrestler, Adam Cole does this all the time. Uh, when I see a wrestler staring at the referee while he's getting pinned, like as if to, you know, timing the perfect time for a count out. I don't remember Bret Hart ever doing that, or maybe the cameras just weren't as good or the camera angles were better. But Tommaso Ciampa was just staring. He didn't look in pain. He didn't look like unconscious. He was just staring at the referee waiting to kick out. Uh, the match was fine. Uh, I will give Tony D'Angelo credit. That that ring, the, the DDT on the floor. You know that Tommaso is not going to be in a position to get hurt. But Tony D'Angelo took 110% of that impact. I don't think any part of Tommaso's head, neck, or beard even brushed the floor. So that, to me, is a good sign. If you're protecting someone that much, you're probably a decent wrestler. Um And then, you know, the match is over. Obviously, Tommaso was going to go out on his back. And then he walks out and Triple H comes out. You know, the camera cuts. I didn't realize there was a difference between paying for commercials and not. Apparently, Brandon Banks had a different viewing experience than I did, thanks to our Patreons. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, If you didn't know any better, if I was showing this to my wife, and my wife has at least a very basic understanding of wrestling because she's been with me for, we figured it out today, uh, it'll be 17 years um, this fall. Uh, she knows who Triple H is. But somebody, like anybody off the street who saw these two people, they'd be like, oh, look, his dad came to say, like, to help him with his retirement. Isn't that not? They look very much alike. Uh, if there was a God of War movie, you could get young Kratos and old Kratos, Champa. And Hunter. Um, but very nice moment. 
uh, I wanted Gargano. Obviously, I wasn't going to get him. They didn't even say his name during the Gargano escape hold. Uh, but great moment. Nice retirement for Tommaso Ciampa. I'd like to see him become the next general manager. I'm sure he wants to do backstage stuff, but I, you don't have one since Regal left, as far as I can tell. The Jeremy and Glenn complained about it all the time that um, you know nobody's making these matches. Carmelo Hayes booked a ladder match. Make it Champa. Let Champa be the general manager, and you know maybe he only comes out briefly. You don't have to get him involved in storylines because that would eventually maybe lead to him coming back out of retirement. But just have him be like Adam Pierce is on Raw or SmackDown. He's just an authority figure, and you go to him when you want to make a match, and he goes, okay, sure, you got it. Just just a thought. I didn't write a lot of things down about the the interstitials. Um, I certainly wasn't going to write anything down about the stupid cowboy thing. Um, but, like, you know, the Nikita Lions promo – um, or anything like that. Part of it was because I tend to walk away in the middle of matches and get a drink or go chat with my wife or something. Not in the middle of matches. After, in between. But I didn't write anything down. There wasn't anything I found particularly noteworthy about any of that. So the men's tag, triple threat. Um, I don't get MSK. Clearly one of them is better than the other. Wesley is good. Uh, Nash Carter. I don't know what's going on with him and Kimberly on Twitter, but I was glad I steered clear of that. Uh, I happened to check Twitter briefly, and Jennifer, our meteorologist friend, talked about how she had blocked Kimberly, and I, I don't know what's going on with that. But either way, one of them's more talented than the other, as it is with most tag teams. Imperium might be the exception, though. Both Eichner and Bartel are supremely talented. One's more of the athlete, one's more of the speaker showman type but still and then you've got the creed brothers i like them um they look good in their baby blue singlets it's like a tall charlie haas and a skinnier otis and i mean that in the best possible way um they're good the whole stable was good malcolm bivens malcolm bivens uh i miss gm mode you kind of want Xavier Woods to get released or quit just so he could go back to doing fun stuff with Cesaro and Chugs and um, Breeze. And I know on a recent piece of business, they talked about the problems with wrestlers who play video games online. I get more entertainment out of that than I do wrestling sometimes. So I'm interested in those personalities. I'd like to see more of them regardless. Um, yeah, but the stable was good. I I personally feel like the wrong team won. I would have been happy with either of the other teams winning. MSK does nothing for me at all. Uh, you give the belt to Brutus Creed for that cannonball. You just, That's it. You ring the bell and you hand him the titles. You go, you did that move, you win. It's over. That was awesome. Um, but yeah, the match was good and the wrong team won. Uh, I did write this down, talking about the interstitials. Uh, this has nothing to do with NXT 2.0, though. Stupendous is a very weird choice of a word to describe WrestleMania. Um, you know, it's just not a word you talk about a lot. Like, a ma you know, stupendous means extremely impressive, dictionarily-wise. But it just is a weird-sounding word. And they said it all the time during this show, talking about WrestleMania. That's a weird adjective to use, I think. 
Uh, the women's fatal four-way, I was not paying attention at all. I didn't really care. Um, Cora Jade looks like the daughter of Sparky Plug. That's nice. Kaylee Ray's very talented. Io Shirai's very talented. Why neither of them are on the main roster helping to boost a not-so-good women's division? Like, why aren't we watching Kaylee Ray versus Charlotte or Bianca or any of them? Why aren't we watching Io Shirai battle? But then again, where's Asuka? So I feel like Io Shirai specifically is in the same boat as kind of like Santos Escobar's. You're too talented for us to release, but we don't want to use you, so you're just going to sort of exist and get paid. Same with Asuka. Um, you know, uh, kudos, by the way, to the commentary team. Dick Joseph and, and Wade Barrett were very good the whole night. Enjoyable to listen to them as a commentary team, which doesn't always happen. Um I haven't watched Mandy Rose in a while, but apparently she's decided to enroll herself in Becky Lynch light school, because that's very much the image I got from her with the look, uh, a little too tanned. Uh, my wife has always said that when it comes to women's wrestling, whoever is wearing the most clothing must be the most talented. Now, removing the Nia Jax of it all, um, I think, you know, there's something to that in certain cases. Um, and I think this match certainly felt that way to me. Um, again, wasn't paying attention to a lot of the match, except to say that the ringside announce table is much too close to the ring. Uh, Io Shirai could have broken a leg on that moonsault. Um, maybe that was the wrong place to do it. There are multiple other angles they could have done it for, but that ring, like the table seems a little too close. You, you kind of worry that somebody's going to get hurt. Um, I didn't expect Mandy to win. I was surprised by that. I'll say cause toxic attraction lost. So I figured it was going to be over. I figured they might call that stable up. Um, you know, even in the short term, uh, for Gigi and JC. Uh, and then I started watching the next match and Walter came out and I remembered that Walter's with Ginny, which means Ginny's in the U S and Mandy Rose versus Ginny would be great. I don't know about the match, but the promos and everything would be great. Uh, where did, so apparently they took Walter and they put him in an air fryer and pressed the dehydration button. And they turned him into beef jerky and they called him Gunther. Um, the match was good, don't get me wrong. I didn't catch a whole lot of the moments of Walter's going to kill you. I feel like you need the... He wasn't... He's not out of shape, clearly. You needed the bulk Bulk is a better word than girth, I think, in this instance. You needed the bulk of Walter to make those chops look devastating, to make his moves look devastating. Him having lost 20 to 30, maybe more pounds, uh, yeah, he looks to be in more traditional shape. Uh, yeah, his he looks much older than being 34 years old. He looked older than L.A. Knight, and L.A. Knight's five years older. I Googled it while I'm watching. Um but, yeah, I don't think he looks better. He looks different. Um, so 
you know, but again, it's it's Walter and it's L.A. Knight. I'm not going to call him Eli Drake just to irritate someone that's going to listen. But, uh, you know, I presumed that L.A. Knight was going to get called up. I presumed that, you know, he would lose to Gunther and that would be it. And up until the last five minutes of the show, I believed that. Now I don't. Uh, but the match was good. And that was all I have to say about that. The match, you know, the match was good. It wasn't the match of the night. I figured it would be. Because it's rare that the main events are actually the match of the night. But then we got Breaker versus Ziggler, which was fantastic. As it should have been with Dolph Ziggler involved in a guy as talented as Braun Breaker, who won a recent episode of uh, Hoss Fight. Um, I don't know that the chainsaw was necessary to break a Styrofoam X. But I look forward to Braun Breaker being called up wearing flannel and cut off uh, jean shorts and being called Big Braun. And he'll carry an axe handle and he'll wear uh, like a winter hat at all times. I look forward to Lumberjack Breaker. I think that will be good. Uh, I expected the Steiner brothers to make an appearance. And then the ending happened and now I understand why. I think this is actually Braun Breaker's last night in NXT. Um, You were certain that he was going to win. And the only reason for him to lose, I guess you could come up with two. A, he loses and there's a gimmick match down the line. But based on his appearance on Raw, the Steiners getting inducted, I think Braun gets called up. And I think there's no point in him having the NXT title when he does. You keep it on Ziggler, and he transitions to your next champion, who's the guy I thought was going to get called up, and now he can't, because the next champion, I'm guessing, is L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight versus Ziggler, I think, would be really good. And then, again, this is me looking... Well, let me get let me finish the show, and then I'll look forward. Uh, but yeah, I think Braun's done. The match was great. Ziggler should be the only person allowed to take a spear. You're only allowed to use a spear when you're wrestling Dolph Ziggler because he takes it beautifully. And that's a hard move to take sometimes. You know, he gets up in the air, so you really, like, do drive him down. The bump is good. He kind of flops over sometimes. Um, Robert Roode, I think, has a career as a manager when he wants to stop wrestling. Uh, I think he would be good building like a talent, you know, an array of talent in a similar way to like Ted DiBiase. He could build a corporation. Um, Brandon Banks and and the the people in the inner circle. When I did check in, I checked in with them, <clears throat> and uh, you cough to clear your throat, but then it just makes your throat hurt more. Um. They were talking about the crowd noise and how the crowd didn't seem into it. Maybe it's because I watched a lot of uh, PLEs without a crowd at all. I didn't notice, nor did I care that the crowd didn't seem into it. I'm not there. I'm not watching one of these shows for the crowd. I was very happy for them not to have a crowd. In fact, I thought the shows were better without a crowd because then the wrestlers, when they actually like talked and said things and and jawed with each other, I could hear what they were saying and it made the story better. And I know I'm in the minority saying that, but I didn't care about the crowd at all. 
There was one woman in the front row, I did notice this the first couple of matches, who spent a lot of time leaning over to the person she was sitting with and just like whispering in his ear. Like constantly for like the first two, like for the women's tag match and then a good portion of the ladder match. I didn't know what that was about. Um, but yeah, the match was good. Ziggler having moved him to NXT was a great idea. I wish they did that with more of these wrestlers. There's so many wrestlers that probably aren't doing anything that could go down there, work with someone. You know, they did it with AJ Styles briefly. Now they're doing it with Ziggler more long term. Um, if I'm Braun Breaker, maybe I don't dive over the top rope again. Not until I practice. He dove from my watching it two or three times with the replays. He dove out. He didn't dive up. He didn't jump out, up. He dove out. So let me let me let me break out my swim teacher lifeguard training. Uh, when you're doing a dive, you have two choices. You can jump forward. And you, you know, in jumping forward, when you actually hit the water, um, you're not going to go as deep. You're going to go forward. So when you're racing, you actually want that kind of dive because you want to propel yourself forward, which gives you the momentum to swim. Um, Or you jump up and then in the coming down, that allows you to go deeper. So like high divers will jump up. Swimming racers will jump out which may be common knowledge, but either way, uh, I feel like Braun jumped out, which in, which caused him to get kind of tripped up on the rope so the move wasn't as good. Taker jumped up. Roman Reigns jumps up. Most aerial wrestlers, you jump up. The momentum comes when you're running. Then you jump up to get over the rope and carry you over. Um, certainly Braun could fix that. But maybe practice it a little bit more before you try it, because you you weren't close to injuring yourself. But it just it the moment was nice, and then you sort of messed the move up, and it lost some of its luster. And you know, Dolph won, shocking everybody. Yes, maybe there should have been a DQ, and maybe that's going to be what it is. Robert Roode was there; he shouldn't have been there. The buckle got taken off, so he hit his head. Maybe we're leading to a gimmick match. But I'm saying, if I'm doing it, you call Braun up. Lightning in a bottle. Um, L.A. Knight battles Ziggler. Took me a minute. Spaced a little bit. L.A. Knight then battles Ziggler. I would have Robert Roode go for the North American title. Because it's not like Robert Roode's not... A, like, Robert Roode versus Cameron Grimes would be great. I was... And... So that would be nice because then you could have the Dirty Dogs trying to be belt collectors. Um, You could have Gunther go after Cameron Grimes, I suppose. But I'd rather it be Robert Roode in the short term. You put Gunther in there with somebody else. He could battle Solo Sokoa or um, Dexter. Well, no. At this point. Poor Dexter. Um but then you'd have Min- G- Ginny versus... Because I was going to have Gunther versus Breaker and Ginny versus Mandy. Either way, there's lots of things you could do. Uh, not a bad show by any stretch of the imagination. Stand and Deliver was worth my two and a half hours. Three hours if I count the pre-show. Was worth my three hours. Um, but again... And part of the issue, maybe part of the issue is I don't know when NXT 2.0 is released on Peacock. It's on USA. I'm not going to seek that out for sure. 
Um, so I would watch it when it appears on Peacock, but I don't know, is it the next day? Do I have to wait a week? If I have to wait a week, hit the microphone, sorry. If I have to wait a week, I'm not going to watch. If I have to wait 24 hours, maybe I could add it to the rotation, but I'm also not watching AEW, and that has Regal and Brian and now Samoa Joe and Minoru Suzuki, technically. So maybe I will start watching AEW because they're a Cesaro away from having pretty much most of my favorite people. Um, but it was a good show. The question is, not will I watch. The question is, if you are... <laughs> If you're a kid and you watch, or if you're a wrestling fan and you're not watching NXT 2.0 and you know it happens to be on, and it's great that it's on in the middle of the day, um, and you watch, is this going to make you want to keep watching? I honestly don't know. The matches were decent. With the exception of the main event, I would say none of them were great. Um... Is Dolph Ziggler an intriguing champion? I could see them there being people who are like, what? He's a champion again? No. Uh, is Cameron Grimes, did he do enough to, to earn people to care about him? That's not really what this match was, so I don't know. And then you have to ask, do they care? How much does WWE actually care about the ratings for NXT 2.0? They never cared about ratings for FCW, I don't think. They never cared about ratings for OVW. That's not what this is anymore. In fact, the less people who watch, the easier it is to change things. You know, how many people do you want watching Wendy Chu, honestly? So maybe that's not the game. It does make me wonder, is this the last NXT PLE? Because they could go the AEW route and just do big shows a couple times a month on a Wednesday. No, Tuesday. <laughs> They're on Tuesdays. Um, they don't have to do PLEs anymore. And they're the minor leagues. So... You know, you give them some of the WC... They, they do Halloween Havoc on a Tuesday... You give them the Great American Bash on a Tuesday. You give them Uncensored on a Tuesday. Do you need PLEs anymore for them? I don't know. It adds something to the, you know, your big shows like your SummerSlam weekend if you can go to a couple of shows. But I, I don't know that you need them anymore. So, yeah. I was glad I watched it, but I don't know that that changes my opinions. I think I will get more entertainment just listening to Glenn and Jeremy talk about it. If you're not listening to the Piece of Business podcast, you are missing out. That's all I'm going to say. I'm happy to stand in their stead, holding down the weekend fort, and they can do their show when they have time and continue to awe and amaze. Uh, but yeah, good show. If you didn't watch it, Check it out. Um, maybe you will like it better than me. I haven't checked Twitter. I have no idea what the conversation is on Twitter. I have no idea what the conversation in the bestie chat is. I know a little bit about what the inner circle thinks, but I sort of just snuggled up 
I got to blow my nose. Struggled up with my tissues and my orange juice cocktail and, and just watched some wrestling, which I don't do enough of. So I am a satisfied patron. And I look forward to WrestleMania tonight, even though I'll probably watch most of it in the morning. Uh, and maybe I'll check in on that one, too. Maybe instead of doing my usual Monday, Wednesday releases, I'm going to put this out as soon as I'm done recording it. And then maybe I'll reflect on WrestleMania night one tomorrow, night two, Monday. We're off to the races. Thanks for listening. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Uh, I'll join this. This was the joy of booking, except we just sort of pontificated. Um, it was well, it wasn't even to buy a book. It was just a. It was just your your DC diaries, your pontificast. Call it what you will. I'll see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking. Now and only now am I going on to Twitter. <laughs>